0: Yeah, like Abby said, my name is Jaslyn and yeah, I thought I'd just quickly kind of like introduce myself to you so you kind of know who I am. Um, But yeah, I'm Jaslyn. I'm 14 years old and I'm currently in year nine at Bethlehem College. I live with my two wonderful parents, Rochelle and Sean, somewhere over there, and um, my older sister Brea, who's also somewhere around here. (laughs) Um, she was singing on stage before, but, um, yeah, just now that you know a bit more about me, I'll just pray and then we'll get into it. Um, yeah. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for this opportunity that you've given me to speak. I pray that as I speak, your words will flow through me and, um, it'll be your words, not mine. I just pray that people's hearts will open to hear you and feel you. And, um, yeah, I just pray that your Holy Spirit will come now in Jesus name. Amen. Yeah, so tonight I'm going to share with you a bit of my testimony from youth camp and how my life has been and changed since then. So at camp, we were very lucky to have Harry Slade speak to us over the weekend. He shared so many amazing messages and I had some really cool encounters with the Holy Spirit. But tonight I just want to focus on the last night of camp, which was actually the service that we had back here at church and then the following morning from that. So after a huge weekend at camp, I was really tired, like most of the youth, and I really just wanted to sleep, (laughs) but I was still really wanting to hear more from God, so I came to the service with the rest of my family. Over that night, I continued to feel God's presence and really press into Him, especially during the worship time, I just felt God's presence all around me and moving through the room. And after that message, we had an altar call, and I went up for it. And I actually can't remember why I went up for this altar call, but I do remember just feeling this overwhelming sense that I needed to. And I'm so glad I did. I had another incredible encounter, and I just felt this great love and acceptance. And like, I had previously felt over the weekend, but this time it was bigger. It was like over the weekend, God had been preparing me and slowly working things in me. And then on the Sunday night, he just poured it all out and showed me his love in a way I had never seen or felt before. During that ministry time, I got a couple of words from different people and the things that they were saying just speak straight into my situation. God just kept moving. Not just on that night, but over the whole camp. It was just thing after thing, and I couldn't believe how God was moving. Over camp, Harry kept saying, don't leave camp and go back to who you were. And he said this several times, but I was kind of like, oh, that's not me. (laughs) Whoops. That's only for the people who are far from God and, you know, are like naughty and stuff. (laughs) But on that last night, when he said it, I realized he was talking to all of us and it applied to me as well. So when I got home, I was still thinking about it and decided I didn't want to go back to how I was before camp. I wanted to stay changed and filled with the Holy Spirit. So I asked God to help me to keep living and loving him in everything that I do. And then I went to bed that night, not really wanting to go to school the next day because I was so tired, but God had different plans that night I slept really well and had the best sleep I had had in a while and woke up and the first thing on my mind was God. I then felt very prompted to read the verse of the day. So I did. And the verse was Isaiah forty one thirteen. For I hold you by your right hand, I the Lord your God. And I say to you, don't be afraid. I'm here to help you. After reading this verse, I was like, okay, if God's going to help me do this, then let's do this. (laughs) I felt so refreshed and filled with joy, ready to conquer the day and live for the Lord. The whole day, I couldn't stop smiling and bouncing around everywhere. (laughs) I was so excited to go to my classes, which was new, (laughs) and I was able to focus during them, which is something I had struggled, struggled to do in the previous months. And that's when I thought that was kind of the end of God working, but it wasn't, (laughs) I started having both teachers and students asking me what had happened to me and why I was so happy. I then got to share with them that I'd been filled with the Holy Spirit and that I had Jesus by my side. And in one of my classes, I was even able to share with them a little bit on how God has been moving in my life. It's so incredible how much joy and love I experienced. And from then on, I was just buzzing and so glad my faith and relationship with God was growing. Not long after that, we had Increase Conference, and that just boosted me even more. And I was just buzzing. (laughs) And after buzzing from camp through Increase, through the rest of the term, through the holidays, it was time for school again. (laughs) I was super excited for the first week back, and Abby had asked me to speak tonight. And And so I was really excited to see how God was going to continue to use me both in my school life and my church life. So I started praying about what to speak on tonight and for God to clearly show me what to talk about. But the buzz was quickly starting to die. (laughs) Unfortunately, getting back to school was a bit harder than I thought and I wasn't feeling too great about it. The schoolwork just came piling on very quickly and I wasn't expecting that. So I got to Wednesday afternoon and I still did not know what I was going to talk about. I was still praying... On what to speak about. And I was kind of like, God, I'm running out of time. Please show me what to speak about. I kind of need to start writing this thing. And then later that afternoon, I was talking to one of my friends about school and how it wasn't how I was expecting. And after we had kind of talked for a bit, they sent me a passage, the passage being Isaiah 41, 10, 10 to 13. And in my head, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the passage that I had the verse from. And sure enough, it was the same passage. So I was like, whoa, God. (laughs) I'm sorry I forgot what you had already said to me. And thank you for showing me again and showing me who you are. And from that Wednesday night forward, I'm back with my buzz and joy for the Lord. So tonight I just want to remind you guys that God is always there walking with you and he is there helping you every step of the way. And I want to encourage you to press into God more this week and see how he moves in your life. Because like I've seen over the past month, God does not stop moving.
1: Well done, Jaslyn. That was awesome. I feel excited after just hearing your excitement about Jesus. So thank you for listening to what the Lord had put on your heart, and thank you for encouraging us tonight.
2: Awesome. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh... It's a hard act to follow. (laughs) Bit of reverb on there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we, uh, like Abby said before, um, I'm Sam and this is my wife, Abby, and we have the privilege of uh, leading this awesome bunch of young people um, here at this church. And uh, yeah, tonight we wanted to just spend a little bit of time... um, sharing the heart behind City Youth, uh, chat a little bit about what we've been learning together uh, as a community, um, and then bring a little uh, encouragement to you all um, a bit later on. Um, so, yeah, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for the privilege that it is to come here and to be in your presence tonight, to be in community together and to uh, to hear from you. Lord, I just ask that we would have... Uh, attentive ears to what you want to share to us and speak to us tonight, that we would be open to your Holy Spirit, and that we would uh, just really be able to receive. Lord, we just thank you for who you are, for your goodness, and for the incredible Father that you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: amen. So City Youth, we run every single Friday night, except for this coming Friday night, because there's a holiday, so... Don't come on Friday. Um, but we run every other Friday night, 7 to 9, and it's for anyone year 9 to 13. So if you're year 9 to 13, you're here tonight, and you have never been to youth, we invite you not this Friday, but the following one. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and during the week, uh, every fortnight, we have connect groups, uh, which is just a time of coming together with people um, our own age, uh, spending time studying the Word um, a bit more and just having time to connect and to have fun together. Um, And over this last year, uh, we've had uh, a little phrase that we've been saying at City Youth and it's been, uh, love God and love people, and that's kind of... The motto Pretty, yeah. <laughs> um, the motto, and the vision that we uh, are carrying into City Youth in, and trying to form a culture around. Um, and that comes from Matthew 22, the first and the greatest command is this, that you would love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind, all your soul and all your strength. And the second, that... We would love our neighbor as ourselves, and so that 's what we want to do um, as a community is to learn to to love God um, and to learn to love one another really well um, and so we 've been exploring that uh, we 've been getting to know a bit more about who God is, uh, learning uh, how to yeah love one another well, and recognizing that uh, we can we love people better out of a place of recognizing that we are loved by our Father um, in heaven and so it 's been an awesome yeah, so far, uh, growing and encouraging one another and yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's how we have started the year. And we continued on the last couple terms talking about stories. We talked about stories in the Bible. We would just read a story and then talk about it, um, whether it was a parable or a story about Jesus. And then we also talked about each other's stories. We had one person every night share their testimony, their life story. And so it was just incredible to get to know each other more and to see the ways that God is moving. And I feel like every time someone would share their story, story, someone else would receive breakthrough in those similar areas as whoever was sharing. So that's been our last two terms, which has been incredible.
2: Yeah. And then obviously we had, you saw we had camp uh, a few weeks ago, which was an awesome time um, filled with growing in community even more and really uh, a powerful time of experience in the Holy Spirit. And we had an awesome time of ministry uh, for a number of hours on Saturday night. um, And just people just really uh, experiencing God's presence in a new and a fresh way. Um, so that was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And this term, term four, our last one before summer, we're talking about the names of God. So that song we sang tonight, Jehovah, is actually our new youth song for the term. So that's why you might not have known it. Um, but we've been talking and looking at the different names. Last Friday, we talked about the name Jehovah, what it means. Does anyone remember? Ooh, putting on the spot. Nice. Good job. And we talked about all the different Jehovah's that talks about in that song, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, and we talked about Jehovah Jarrah as well. So we're looking into the names of God and how he is known all throughout the Bible because we think it's really important that you know someone's name when you're building a relationship with them, that you know the different characteristics that they carry, the different facets of who they are. And so God desires to have relationship with us. And so we want to have a relationship with Him, but in order to do that, we actually need to look at some of these things like the different names of God in the Bible.
2: Yeah, we have to know who He is, His character and nature, so we actually can build that good relationship with Him. And throughout uh, the last couple of years, we... uh, have spent a lot of time with youth and young people um, in a few different spaces, and we've really noticed that there's just a real deepening hunger and desire to, to know the truth and to know the Bible, um, and so that's why we've been studying just Scripture passages just start to finish at youth, and it's been an awesome time.
1: Yeah, we've been looking at things like the context of a story Um, We've been looking at different symbolism, Hebrew words, Greek words, all sorts of different study tips we've talked about. Um, How many points does a message have, does a story in the Bible have? What, What does the conclusion look like? What happens before? What happens after? So studying the Bible like that has really kind of changed and given us a wider picture and it makes it way easier to apply to our own lives when you actually study the bible it's easier to apply and hearing what God is trying to reveal to us through scripture and then we can respond when we know that wider picture of what's going on
2: yeah so that's what we've been doing the last uh 18 months yeah yeah um and so uh, it's been an awesome time as a community, really just studying the Word um, and getting to know it more. And tonight, uh, we want to talk about um, prepare, preparing our hearts to be ready to receive uh, God's Word, however He speaks it. Um, whether it's directly to you, whether, whether it's through Scripture, whether it's through a young person, um, through an old person, through... Anyone, middle (laughs) Middle Middle people, yeah. Um, God wants to speak uh, through people, through His Word and directly to us. And we need to be uh, prepared and ready to to hear from Him. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, Luke 10 verse 16 says, and this is Jesus talking. He says, Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me. But whoever rejects me rejects him who sent me. And I don't know about you guys, but I do not want to reject the creator of the world, the king of kings, the almighty God, the one who is writing my life story. I do not want to reject him. So I must be open to God speaking in different ways. And that might include someone I don't want him to speak through.
2: (laughs) So tonight uh, we want to look at a story um, in the Bible where uh, God speaks to a young person um, and what happens, uh, we want to explore what happens when uh, people listen to the ways that God is speaking through them. And so we're going to look at the story of Joseph. Um, and Joseph's story is found in Genesis 37 and then 39 to 50. Um, so it's a lot of... Bible passage, so we're not going to read it all tonight because we'd be here for an hour or so. Um, But we're just going to give a little bit of a summary of Joseph's life. So Joseph grew up with his brothers um, and his family, and he was actually favored by his father because he was born... Uh, to his father when he was of, of old age, um, and this uh, caused a bit of uh, controversy between the brothers, and they weren't too happy about that, so they actually, it's, it says in the Bible they hated him because of of the position that uh, their father took and the view that uh, he took of Joseph, and when he um, made him that beautiful coat that it talks about um, in the Bible, and Joseph, when he was young, um, he, it says he was about 17, he had some dreams from God, um, and he told them to his brothers. And his brothers uh, didn't really like that, and they didn't listen to him, and they, they kind of pushed it away, and it said that they, they actually hated him more. And because of this, uh, the brothers actually sold him um, to be a slave to uh, and be a slave and a servant um, to one of Pharaoh's uh, top officials in Egypt. Um, And so he did that. um, And then you can carry on for a little bit.
1: Yes. So Joseph was sold into slavery. um, And this official's name was Potiphar, or Potiphar, as I heard Sam saying it earlier. (laughs) How do you guys say it? Okay, I didn't understand whatever you guys just said. (laughs) So Joseph has been sold into slavery. He's in Potiphar's household, and he works there a while as a servant and actually gets elevated to a place of favor. Um, But eventually, while he's in that household, Potiphar's wife accuses Joseph of trying to sleep with her. And he, he wasn't. She wanted to sleep with him, actually. And so she twists the story and accuses Joseph, and he actually ends up thrown into prison and so joseph is in prison not what he was thinking was going to happen but while he's in prison god continues to speak and to use joseph to interpret other people's dreams there's two people that have dreams and joseph interprets them and then those dreams come true Mm. and so then we get to the part of a story we're going to read this part straight from scripture genesis 41 verse 9 to 16 sorry we don't have it on the screens we're too late
2: (laughs) But it says, Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I am reminded of my shortcomings. Pharaoh was once angry with his servants, and he imprisoned me with the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream that same night, and each dream had a meaning of its own. Now a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and he interpreted them to us, giving each man the interpretation of his dream. And things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to us. I was restored to my position, and the other man was impaled. So Pharaoh sent off for Joseph, and he was quickly brought from the dungeon where he had shaved and changed his clothes. He came before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream, and no one can interpret it. But I have had it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires.
1: So Joseph has been interpreting people's dreams, and then Pharaoh has a dream, and he needs it interpreted. So he calls up Joseph, and Joseph says, look, actually, it's not me. It is God through me. So Joseph has built up a good track record with interpreting dreams. And he's not just making up the interpretations. He's actually hearing from God. So God is speaking to Joseph. And then Joseph speaks it out loud. Joseph was faithful to deliver God's word. And he was faithful to deliver it when it was a little bit. Ooh, I don't know if he had to tell someone, hey, you, sorry, you're going to die. Other guy, you're going to get promoted. So Joseph was faithful to deliver God's word when it was just to two people when it only affected two people and now God is about to use Joseph to speak a word that will inf- affect an uh, entire nation so Joseph was faithful with the little and now God is trusting him with much which it says in Luke 16:10 whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much mm.
2: And God entrusts all of us with different uh, mandates and callings and words that he speaks. And no matter our age or stage, he wants to speak to us and impart things into our lives to be shared with those around us because he wants to speak through us. And we have to be faithful in delivering and keeping these words so that uh, those around us can experience God's will and his presence. If we hold them on us, we're, we're being selfish when God speaks and is speaking through us. And if we don't share it, then uh, we can actually limit the way that uh, he wants to move in people's lives around us. Yeah. So back to the summary, um, Joseph interprets Pharaoh's dreams, uh, and God reveals that there's going to be seven years of prosperity and then seven years of famine in Egypt. And Pharaoh has a choice now. He has, he has a choice. He can listen to God's warning, which has been spoken uh, through Joseph, the guy who was just in prison, or he can completely disregard it. And despite Joseph's uh, age or reputation or experience, Pharaoh chooses to listen to Joseph and puts him in charge of managing the entire nation over the next 14 years underneath him.
1: Yeah, Pharaoh could have taken a look at this guy and been like, uh, Joseph, he's just come from prison. He's a foreigner. Uh, he's not from this land. Um, he's kind of young. And everyone seems to be rejecting him. So Pharaoh could have looked at all that and just said, I don't know if I trust this word that he's speaking. And he could have just thrown it out, disregarded it. But thankfully, Pharaoh had discernment and said to Joseph in Genesis 41 verse 39, Since God had made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. So Pharaoh listened to Joseph and because Pharaoh listened to Joseph, and he really listened to God's word through Joseph, because he listened, an entire nation was saved. An entire nation was shown God's blessing. They experienced seven years of harvest, plentiful harvest. And because they had the wisdom and kind of like a game plan, a little inside knowledge, they knew they needed to be wise in storing up those seven, year, seven years of harvest because the seven years of famine followed. So they had God's blessing through a game plan spoken by Joseph. Hmm.
2: And I wonder what it might have looked like if Joseph's brothers had actually listen to him when he was younger and listen to those dreams and actually continue to, to listen to him and not uh, cast him out and sell him off um, to the Egyptians. I wonder if they would have experienced uh, favor through what God spoke through Joseph and they wouldn't have had to go on that journey from Canaan to uh, Egypt to, to buy food during that famine because uh, Canaan was also experiencing that same famine that uh, Egypt was experiencing at that time. Um, and the story goes through, and there's a picture of restoration, which is incredible between the relationship of the brothers and the father. Um, and it's pretty incredible to see the the way God actually uses Joseph to uh, to bring unity uh, within that family, uh, even though he had been cast out, he had been looked down upon by all his brothers. Uh, God wanted to restore that relationship, and he did so. And it was, it's, it's a testament to God's love for us and his love for family and his love for unity. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe we could get the band to come back up. So Joseph was rejected, and Joseph was rejected by his family, um, but then someone, someone listened to the word of the Lord that Joseph was speaking, and you saw how it changed the whole nation and I wonder if there's times, maybe it's just me, maybe not you, maybe sometimes I reject God's word because I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the messenger that it comes from or the way that it is said. And now we have to use discernment when someone says, uh, you know, I feel God is speaking this. But we have to use discernment. But I wonder sometimes if I use my human discernment rather than the Holy Spirit.
2: We really believe that uh, God really wants to speak to the the generations, Generation Z, Generation Alpha, these these generations the that guys. are the young ones that are sitting and over us, here. We're <laughs> yeah, we're in that kind of. Um, but uh, we really believe that uh, <laughs> that there is there is this stirring and this hunger in these generations uh, to know God's word directly. And uh, as a result of that, uh, God is wanting to pour out His truth through these generations. Um, And we don't want to miss out on the blessing that comes through the words that God is speaking to young people. We want to be obedient to listening, to discerning well, um, and to obeying what God has to say.
1: Mm -hmm. 2 Timothy 4 verse 12 says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and purity. Mm-hmm. And so, guys, we, we, as the younger generation, we need to be doing those things. Setting an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Those are very, very important. Yeah. But if you don't fall into that young category, that's awesome. We need you just as much as you need us. And so we're encouraging you guys tonight. Have discernment, but listen to the word of the Lord that's coming from these young people. Sam and I spend a lot of time with them, and God is moving in their lives. God is working in the young people of this city. And so we're here simply just to say, take notice of them. Listen to what they have to say. Ask them questions. And you guys, when someone comes to you and they're not from your generation... (laughs) answer their questions, share with them the stories that we've been talking about at youth, what God is putting on your heart, share with them what God's doing in your life.
2: Yeah, I think that sums it up pretty well. Um, But yeah, it's important that we all listen to one another, we work in community, Um, we're all part of the body, and we're all here to listen to God, to bring glory to His name, and to honor Him in everything that we do. Um, So yeah, we just encourage you to do that.